Welcome to Place Tech Podcast. On today's episode, Place Tech editor Paul Unger is joined by James Shannon, Chief Product and Technology Officer at Ascensus. Ascensus is one of the world's leading providers of software as a service and technology to the flexible real estate industry. Their technology powers over 20 million square foot of office space across more than 170 cities. James, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Uh, so, FlexSpace, um, a, a rapidly changing sector within the office world. How, how would you describe where you're at uh, right now when it comes to um, occupiers and, and landlords? How are you seeing things out there? Um, well, I think, uh, you know, as, as we all know, it's been a, um, you know, a rapidly changing landscape out there. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's well publicised that, that sort of pre-pandemic, um, you know, we the thirty percent of the sort of commercial real estate market was forecast to go flex within five years. I think that was the the research, um, and you know, as 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 became very clear very quickly. I think um, through the various lockdowns, um, it, the, the, there was a, there was a, a catalyst effect happening. Um, obviously, where you know the, the future of work as we know it, the new normal, you know, however that might uh, work, especially the enterprise was going to change. So. Um, you know, it's quite clear, I think, that we're not all going to go back to commuting into cities you know, sort of full time and um, the emphasis on remote working, enterprise customers looking at more hub and spoke or distributed working patterns. Um, so, so I think, you know, and that, that all, and that's that's driving a load of demand to, towards flex in general, I think, and, and, and at different levels as well. I think, um, you know, we, we've seen it happen. Um, we've heard a lot at the enterprise level about they're looking for now for, for tools and platforms to manage their workforce and how to distribute them um, amongst you know, various spaces or, or deload you know, the, the, the traditional enterprise HQ. Um, obviously, a lot of those are looking to hand back keys to conventional landlords, traditional landlords, and now those landlords are now looking to be more flexible in their product offerings, which is driving demand towards flex. So I think that there's lots of different sort of demand pool um, sort of areas in the market that are they're all creating demand for, for our products. Yeah, and and um, why would you say technology is essential to to solving this when it comes to the the increased demand for flex space? Um, I, I think technology uh, answers a couple of different um, sort of challenges. You know, one, one is um, you know meeting occupier needs, um, not only today but tomorrow. So I think you know the bar is is being raised and. That's not just from an experience perspective in terms of trying to deliver a modern, you know, seamless, frictionless, and now touchless experience that's being demanded. Um, it's also about managing things like safety now and distancing and, and, and loading of a space. And, and you know, I think it's also been a catalyst to more, you know, more real-time occupancy monitoring, for instance. You know, you know, the expectation that occupiers might want to see how busy the spaces are before they travel to one. Um, so not only just the ability to see availability and book, but actually, the, to get a sense of, of how um, how densely populated a space might be, um, and then the sort of various knock on effects in terms of um, you know um, like cleaning and, and quarantining of desks or rooms or spaces and all these sort of things. So I think technology definitely has a part to play from from meeting those occupier needs. But I think you know from a from an operator or a landlord perspective, I think it's also about managing risk. Um, you know the market ahead is is is, is not going to be predictable, um, and I think it's about being able to deal uh, with with what's in front of you as an operator or a landlord. 
Um, and that could be different on, on, on day one when we come out of and eventually come out of lockdown to what that might be you know, a year down the road, two years down the road as, as this all plays out. So, you know, from our perspective, it's about trying to put um, and make available technology that allows an operator or landlord to um, in a, enable their space um, with the right tools that they can then react to the market um, in, in a very sort of proactive and, and, and real-time way. Um, as much as anything to reduce time to value so that you know, they, they might have an enterprise customer turn up and they want to be able to move them in and, and, and start billing them you know, immediately rather than have to wait 90 days for an internet circuit, for instance. So uh, you know, the traditional sort of um, cadence and, 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 and expectancy around occupancy, I think, um, is moving to a more real-time um, you know, expectation. And I think you know, we, we want to put our customers in a position where they can react and, 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 and um, take advantage of that, really. Yeah, and um, is is controlling costs something that 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 can be done through technology as well? Given the 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 headwinds at the moment, a lot of businesses are facing. Very, very much so. Um, you know, the, the, it's a lot of businesses have had a very tricky time. You know, over the last six to nine months. Um, you know, as, as part of the you know the you know, the, the, the quietness, the, the sort of the deoccupancy that we've seen in the market. Um, so controlling costs is critical you know, in the quiet times as much as it is um, you know, to, to, to maximise you know, revenues and, and margins in, in the busy times. So I think uh, finding a platform that can also minimise the number of vendors and, and, and the duplication of costs is critical. Um, enabling you to be efficient about how you manage the space. And that's just not just from a technology perspective, but also minimising that potentially the staff headcount you need, the resource you need. Um, to manage an estate of buildings or, or, or multiple spaces. And then the ability to monitor, react to that, that, that occupancy and maybe deploy resources where they needed the most, um, rather than have to sort of have a fixed, you know, staffing in every space. Maybe you can be a bit more reactive and, and send the, you know, your resources where, where they're needed by your customers. Um, but I think it's also about you know, monitoring the supply chain. It's about managing, you know, the environment, environmental impact of the building. Um, controlling costs, so ensuring that you're not burning, you know, you know, lighting and heating when there's when the space isn't occupied. Um, so it's just it's as much about managing the environmental costs as it is about the you know, the hard cost of keeping spaces running when perhaps they're not as not as busy and we're more in this more dynamic world where you know, spaces aren't being occupied as consistently as they may have been in the past. And um, what's been your what's your latest response then from a census to to all this in the market? Um, well, well, our response is really to um, you know develop a new platform. Um, you know, we've been powering over sort of twenty million square feet of, of, of the industry for over sort of fifteen years now, and you know we're looking to build and, and, and launch um, a new platform ready for the next fifteen years, really. And that's that's about addressing a number of challenges. It's about um, you know delivering the the consistency and reliability and predictability of of the connectivity that we've always delivered you know the direct connection to our buildings um the ability to deliver a private network to our customers and deliver all of their traffic um you know reliably securely um and you know in a, in a low latency fashion to to wherever that traffic needs to get to but you know increasingly it's also about um elevating um, the value that we deliver to our customers within the spaces. So it goes beyond connectivity into creating a building experience um, that, that not only delivers on safety and security, um, but also starts to address things like touchless access, the ability to not just be able to open the door, but to be able to tap, book, you know, to book, pay, and open 
you know, a door or a desk or release a print from a printer. Um, so, you know, smart access, for instance, is our, is our built-in native access control system that, that is, is, is built specifically for this industry to deal with, you know, the demands you know, going forward. But then, you know, that goes beyond that into, um, you know, things like people counting and real-time, you know, occupancy sensors um, to, ma- to monitoring the environment so that we can um, not only feed back on how a space is being used and how, and how busy a space is, um, but also the what the experience is like um, for those staff or, the, or those users in that space. So I think it, it all starts with um, you know having really solid connectivity, you know, which is the foundation of everything. But then going up the stack, the stack, almost becoming the operating system of the building, where we're enabling this experience. Um, everything from booking availability to access to to sensors to analysis and insights into the building. Because of, you know, some of our largest customers are now. You know, deploying this technology across millions of square feet, and it becomes it becomes um, you know important to be able to then not only manage this at the operator or the landlord level, but then also enable their customers at the enterprise level to be able to monitor and manage their workforce, which is now in a much more complex world than it was before, where they're all everyone is in one HQ building now, everyone's in a distributed fashion. So security, safety, occupancy, um, monitoring, health and safety, all of these become Sort of key things that need to be monitored and managed in a much more distributed fashion. Yeah, yeah. So, so what's your your new product um, or, or, or service uh, called? Yes. So the, the Flex Services platform um, is, is very much a platform. Um, so it's not a, a sort of a, leg, a sort of traditional monolithic sort of um, software as a service product. This is a, a suite of, of modular microservices. Um, and we've taken this approach um, because our, you know, our, our largest and most sophisticated and fastest growing customers um, told us that they wanted, they didn't want to put all their eggs in one basket. They didn't want to have to buy in and, and, and solely put all their um, functionality into one software platform. They actually wanted to work with enterprise best of breed. So they wanted to use, it could be Salesforce or HubSpot for CRM, could be Tableau or Power BI for business intelligence could be VTS or MRI or, or some of the more you know, CRE-based tools sets. And what they really look, look to us to provide is that single source of truth um, for their inventory, for the space, for the experience, for security, for all the things that aren't delivered by those sort of high-level sort of operational platforms, um, but the things that um, really deliver everything from you know, the complexities around booking and availability in this new distributed world and how you build for that and report on it, but then also how that translates into that experience, um, you know, when their staff need to book or, or look for you know, a space to go and work and then translate that into the visitor management when they walk into the building, the wayfinding to find their way to the desk that they booked um, or how they interact with the printer or the door or the locker or the desk um, because, you know, we, we, we think we're in a unique position to solve that uh, as, as a sense system. So the Flex Services platform is this suite of microservices. Um, it's very modular and it allows the, our, our, our customers to, to pick and choose the modules that really um, kind of fit, you know, fit the gaps, if you, were, if you will, between the big enterprise platforms they've already invested in um, and really allow them to deliver the seamless experience between maybe their sales team using CRM, um, to their um, billing or accounting teams using their enterprise sort of great finance platforms. But in between that, that there's, a, there's, a, there's a need for this source of truth um, for inventory, the ability to publish that inventory externally, the ability to handle um, booking and availability and access control and monitoring and, and, and um, wayfinding and visitor management. And you know, you have to remember that traditionally, you know, these would be five or six separate vendors that you might have to engage with. 
and, and across multiple sites and then somehow stitch together to try and get a seamless experience, which would inevitably be a compromise. So what we've tried to do is pull all this together, um, take advantage of the fact that we're directly connected to all our customer buildings to really deliver this very seamless experience by, by, and only by integrating with a single vendor rather than four or five, which hopefully addresses cost, simplicity, reduces complexity and makes it very simple for them to manage their distributed space sort of on, on a single pane of glass. And will you be able to plug in those different service providers that you talked about there from VTS and MRI to Salesforce? They'd all be, what, on the same platform with open APIs? Yeah, so so we're taking a sort of a, a few different approaches to this. So certainly with some platforms um, that, are, that, are, that are seemingly most popular by customers, we're looking to do more sort of out-of-the-box integration. So HubSpot would be a great example of that, where we, we, we foresee that would be very straightforward to sort of you know get up and running very quickly with that, but then you've probably got a more sort of um, sort of system integrated led approach, maybe with more of a Salesforce, where people don't tend to, to implement that out of the box. They tend to go through a sort of a consultancy and an integration and a customization. So in that case, we provide a sort of toolkit or an SDK uh, to allow those integrators to easily consume our data inside those platforms. And then finally, as you say, I mean, the whole new, the new platform has been built API first, which, you know, from our perspective means we design you know, the, the, the full breadth of the capability first with an open API. Uh, and then we expose a, a, a subset of that through our product. And what that means is that if there's areas or, or features or workflows that we haven't uh, you know, implemented, it's still available for our customers to implement and to integrate with um, using the full sort of breadth of the API. And, you know, one thing I haven't mentioned is that you know, whilst the underlying digital infrastructure um, that's powering all of this um, is, is built on the, the infrastructure and the, the, the network of data centers that we maintain across all our buildings, that's very much continuing um, in terms of what we've built over the last decade. Um, but this new cloud native layer that sits on top um, is built, it's built in a serverless infrastructure inside of AWS um, across the various, its various regions worldwide. So we can very rapidly scale and deploy to almost anywhere in the world um, with this open API um, and this new this new modularity um, to create a, a, a hopefully a very sort of agile and um, lightweight uh, layer that that, that the enterprises and integrators um, and and our, and our customers you know, can, can integrate with very easily. Um, but but you've taken taken one of three different approaches: either an open API, an out of the box integration, or a sort of framework for something like Salesforce. Um, where they would be working with a consultancy. Yeah, that sounds very cool. And and what's the ultimate sort of result for landlords and flexible workspace operators and in terms of their business and how um, it this this drives attraction and retention of of enterprise occupiers? What what do you think the impact will be? Well, I think um, you know one thing a census has always been is a, a platform um, for our customers to be able to attract the most demanding enterprise customer. So we've always been about enterprise-grade security, reliability, resiliency. Um, you know, all our customers' customers are all placed in private networks. They all have individual Wi-Fi logins. It, it's, it's, it's very much always using enterprise-grade. So that doesn't change. I think um, you know, what the Flex Services platform does is it delivers um, really a whole other layer of, of, and another feature set um, that really future-proofs their business, um, you know, for the next decade. And that's all about being able to react to the market in front of them. It's about being able to provide the tools that their customers, their enterprise customers, 
need to manage their workforces who, who will now be more distributed than, than they were traditionally. Um, the tools to be able to you know, monitor um, and react to you know, changes in demand for their space. So whether that's splitting up their building into some flex floors or some traditional lease floors or some event spaces and the ability really to react to the market and react to demand um, for the different um, types of space they might need to deploy. And I think this is, this is where the big changes come is whereas before we very, from the market very much looked as flex and, and traditional and sort of the two didn't really overlap. I think what you know what our target for our platform is is you know when 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 a building is lit up with our technology, it really gives um, you know, the operator or the landlord the choice um, to really deploy the space at any given time uh, for these different purposes and, and how their customers need it to. And I think that's all about reducing time to value. It's about reducing risk. It's about maximizing the you know the the operational you know, occupancy of their assets. Um, and about delivering a great in-building experience, whether that's for the end you know, occupier, the end user, um, or you know, how, how they develop and, and deploy best-of-breed security, um, you know, safety, um, reduce anxiety, um, and then hopefully you know, create a building with a great environmental footprint that they can monitor and optimise as, as they run the space. Yeah, and have you introduced any um, automation within the uh, processes that uh, people will be managing through FSP? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you know, one of the benefits we have uh, when you bring together um, features like access control and visitor management and wayfinding uh, and analysis uh, and print and signage and, and Wi-Fi, as soon as you combine all those into one platform, you can do some really cool stuff with automation. So, you know, for instance, you know, you can invite, um, you know, a visitor to your, to your meeting and that visitor is automatically given access, you know, in the access control system. They're automatically emailed a visitor pass with, with QR code access. The system already knows which doors are between the main entrance and the meeting room. So it automatically gives them all access to all those doors um, and potentially enables things like wayfinding and check and automatic notification and check-in when they arrive and, and all these great workflows that traditionally you'd have to sort of piece together manually. Um, you know, we, we, you know, we, we aim to provide out of the box because we, we, we provide that, that integration. Similarly, you might have an event space um, that you, you know, schedule ahead that on, you know, on a week on Monday, you've got a big enterprise customer in, you know, and at 8 a.m. that day, the guest Wi-Fi experience changes to that customer's branding, all the digital signage changes to that customer's branding. Um, and if they were to go and book a meeting room, then that meeting room signage would change their branding automatically for the duration of the meeting. So you start to get these, this automated scheduling and automated brand awareness that really, um, from, from, from the operators, the space operator's perspective, um, you know, it, it is very easy to manage. But from an end customer perspective, really makes them feel like it's their own space and has their own brand and their own look and feel. Um, and it all happens in a very seamless and frictionless way. Uh, and we think that's one, again one of the unique things we can do in, in where we sit in the sort of in the, in the technology stack is we're at the intersection of, of, of the building, the connectivity, the operational sort of insights, and the whole sort of booking and availability and, and access control. Um, you know, at the intersection of that, but it comes a, a capability to create a very sort of compelling and, and sort of modern uh, digital experience within the building. And one thing we hear a lot about is the, the sort of hybrid model or blended is another phrase that yeah. um, we're going to be uh, a mixture of virtual, physical, uh, remote, work anywhere, then work in the office. Um, so large occupiers are going to have to uh, come up with new ways of managing their teams and their workforce. 
Um, is is that something that you can you can help with as well with the census? Very much so. I think um, you know I regularly talk to um, to our largest customers, and, and and they're they're getting a lot of demand now from their enterprise customers asking how they're going to solve this problem. Um, I think six months ago we could foresee this coming, but I think um, there wasn't the, the pull in the market so much, and so we were very much on a, on a front foot uh, educating our customers that this was coming. Now we're seeing the opposite. The customers are coming to us saying our enterprise customers are, are asking for how we're going to solve this. Um, and so this is very very much a focus of ours um, because you know it's, it's all very well you know uh, connecting the space, enabling the space, delivering a great experience, um, but that's to the, the almost our immediate customer. That then the next challenge becomes how do their, you know, we're now in a multi-tenant world, in a distributed world, uh, where the enterprise customer has licensed a number of meeting rooms, a number of desks, offices, event spaces, um, common common areas uh, in, in a distributed model. And, and how do they now um, control and offer space to their workforce, um, ensuring that they don't all turn up to the same space on the same day, expecting to sit down? So, you know, how do, how do we crack that problem? And you know, we're looking at now second tier, you know, booking availability systems um, that allow, you know, an enterprise, you know, member of staff um, to look at the spaces that are available today. You know, what was the heat map look at at my three nearest places? Do I want to go somewhere that's busy because I feel like I'm in a collaborative mood today? Do I want to go somewhere quiet because I want to get some, you know, get some work done? Um, or maybe it's the type of space, you know, in terms of the, you know, maybe there are some spaces that better optimize the collaboration versus quiet working. So the ability to, you know, at a, at a you know, say, the mobile app perspective for, a, for an enterprise employee to get up one morning and, and browse the available space today, to choose the space they want to work at, book it online, and then get automated access um, to that space. Um, you know, where, where, the, where the, the whole experience is seamless, everything from accessing the building um, to, to finding the way to the desk or the office they've booked, um, to, to, act, to using the printer, um, to, to, to booking rooms and resources on site, Trying to you know make that seamless experience across buildings, across spaces, um, potentially even cross operator in the future. So you know we again we, we see ourselves in a, in a unique position to be able to create this this unique experience that that enterprise customers are going to need uh, you know as we come out of this. Yeah, and, and, and what else might be might be next? Um, you know, if you fast forward 12, 24 months with your sort of product innovator hat on, what um, what can we expect um, next from yourselves and, and elsewhere in the market? Sure. Well, I, I think, you know, flex flex means lots of things to us. It's not just about flex and the traditional sort of flexible workspace. It also means flexibility commercially, um, flexibility from an experience perspective and flexibility to react to the market. So I think flex, you know, certainly from the census perspective, has, has taken on a number of new meanings and, and, and we're certainly... Um, that's certainly resonating with our customers, uh, both, both both directly and, and, and also their customers, the, the enterprise um, customers who are looking for that. Um, I think looking further into the future, um, I think there will be, you know, we, we've always talked about you know, operating a B2B to C world, you know, where we sort of have a B2B relationship with our customers, but we're trying to deliver this B2C experience to the end user. Um, there's an expectation when you go into a flexible workspace or a flex-enabled space um, that it's more of a smart building experience as opposed to a traditional corporate command and control type world. So you know, they're expecting smart speakers, they're expecting touchless access, they're, ex- they're expecting not to have to um, you know, hunt around for software and figure out how to use things, they're expecting it to just work. Um, and I think you know, creating that consumer-grade user experience is very much something we're aspiring to. 
um, as, as a platform. Um, so it's all about, for us, it's all about delivering this, this digital layer at the B2B level that really uh, empowers and enables our direct customers, the operators and the landlords, to operate in an agile way in the market. But then there's this secondary layer, this B2C layer, that this consumer-grade user experience um, that we're looking to, to, to really deliver in a very seamless um, and intuitive way. And that's all about um, removing friction. So it's about um, you know, creating you know, native integrations um, with smartphones, for instance. It's around um, creating touchless access to anything in the space, whether that might be print, lockers, coffees, beers, desks, rooms, uh, whatever you like. Um, and then the ability to create the seamless access, whichever space I turn up to, um, you know, regardless of, of which you know, landlord might be running that building or which operator might be running the space. So you know, we, we, we do see ourselves being in a position where we can facilitate this world where, where it becomes a very seamless experience for the end employee or the end user um, to navigate their way you know, in, in this new flexible world. Um, and you know, there are obviously new technologies like Wi-Fi 6 and, and, and other things that we're always introducing and upgrading and, and so on. But you know, clearly sensors, uh, people counting, occupancy monitoring, that's all, that's all come up on the agenda as well. So the ability to ensure you know, the environmental footprint of the building is, is optimized, um, the ability to provide these real-time heat maps and, and floor plans and, and, and real-time analysis. I think there'll be a lot more focus on analysis. Um, I think historically it was kind of a nice to have, but no one didn't, no, no one kind of really knew the questions they wanted answering. Now I think there's a lot more clarity around that, um, around environmental impact, around occupancy, around how they can design buildings better and spaces better. So I think there's there's probably more of an iterative design feedback loop that we can now use the data to inform future design. So I think those are probably the areas that we will certainly look to innovate in very much around the, the, the seamless touchless user experience of the smartphone um, to create this, this, um, yeah, this very seamless consumer grade uh, experience. And then at the analysis uh, and, and the sort of the sensor level um, to really create the level of insight that I think um, is now required to answer the questions our customers are asking. And, and what does competition look like for you? Is, is it a very congested field out there? Um, well, interestingly, we because of the, the nature of what we do, we, we you know we, we have lots of competitors that, that compete with certain areas of, of, of our platform. Um, so we have some competitors at, at, the, at the sort of the connectivity level or the infrastructure level. We have some competitors at sort of the operational sort of software level, um, some of the, the, the user experience or member experience space. Um, but we're not aware of anyone that really provides the full breadth of, of what we do. Um, and I think therein lies really our, our unique selling point is that you know, when, when you bring it all together into a single platform and you reduce the number of integration points and, and the friction required um, and the, the limitation around the experience that can be created when you're trying to integrate so many different vendors and so many different systems, I think our USP is, is really about us being able to deliver these seamless experiences because of the fact that access control is talking to visit to management, is talking to booking availability and talking to wayfinding and, and, and the sensors and the people counters and the, the, the mobile app experience. And, and it, it, all, it all allows you, it allows you to create this sort of holistic experience, um, both from an operational landlord perspective and also from the end user perspective. Um, we don't really see anyone in the same position that we're in having this direct, you know, private network connection to all the buildings, which then enables us to deliver what we do. Um, so yes, you know, we, we think we, it's, a, it's a vibrant market. There, there are lots of innovators um, 
especially around the you know, smart building side of things, um, which is which is great. Um, you know, it's a, it's a very uh, up and coming sector, but we, we haven't really come across anyone that's really delivering across the full stack that, that we do. Um, and certainly, you know, as, as with the release of the Flex Services platform, um, targeting the sort of the most complex um, enterprise end of the market, I think, um, you know, probably separates us a little bit further because we're we're very much looking to integrate with you know the the, the platforms and, and, and the enterprise grade tools that the largest companies in the world are using. And I think that probably sets us apart too. Yeah, absolutely. Very, very comprehensive and broad and and deep. It's uh, it's impressive. Um, well, James Shannon, thank you very much for for joining us, um, and uh, we look forward to to covering the the launch on PlaceTech, and uh, we'll have you back here in uh, a few months' time and see how it's all gone. That's my pleasure. Thanks very much, Paul.